Oh, heart monitor went dead. Looks like we lost a patient. Well, clear. He's dead. Hi. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dr. PPR. I'm your host, Henry Markin. Uh, this is Dr. PPR. I'm in my doctor's office right now. My heart rate monitor just went shot. I'm assuming the patient's dead. Oh, well, on to the next. Happy Tuesday, everyone. It's uh, It's my favorite. Well, no, I say that a lot. It's not my favorite day of the week. Who likes Tuesday? It's like the most random yuck day there is because Monday you have Monday Night Football. And Monday's cool because you get over Monday and it's like, yes, the, the, the shit's behind us. But now it's Tuesday. Now, I like Tuesday because of the purpose of the show. It's the day that I can offer my prescriptions. The waiver wires are open. The doors are revolving in my office. Let's uh, let's get some guys. This is this is the episode where I I think I shine, and Doctor PPR comes out and shows you that his degree is not Fugazi. It's real. It's just not up on the wall because we're having issues with printing. Um, we're gonna get that fixed shortly. Okay, I had a good weekend as far as fantasy goes. I crushed it. Most of my takes were just perfect. Uh, so as far as malpractice goes, pretty zilch. Okay, one or two things where I was like kind of wrong about. And one of them involves the Steelers quite literally having a rebellion against Matt Canada. But if George Pickett, I can't always forget their name. Kenny Pickett throws a nice ball to George Pickens. If Pickens doesn't catch that walk-off touchdown, he has a decent game and it's another loss for the Steelers. Another frustrating week for the black and gold and listen. That was the one game where it was like, okay, I was sort of wrong. Everything else, chalk it off as a major win. That's great for Dr. PPR. Here we go. Uh, folks, I got a couple guys that I really, really want you to consider getting, picking up, and trading for benching, all that sort of stuff. So first and foremost, I think it goes without saying. If you started Dak Prescott against the 49ers, I have to treat you for more um, severities than than just the, the fact that you probably lost. There, there's something else wrong with you, and I need you in my office first thing tomorrow morning uh, for further evaluation. Dak Prescott is not a good fantasy football quarterback. Um, I'm ready to bay. He might not be a very good quarterback. It seems that most of his best games are really against the the dog meat teams of the league. And when it's time for the Cowboys to have any sort of relevant game situation, like a primetime game, if they truly are America's team and they get matched up against the 49ers, granted that defense is God tier, but he looked pathetic. And there are other games coming up. They got to play the Eagles. They got to play Washington. Uh, I, I really, I don't, think they're gonna just cakewalk in their division i don't so yeah he should be on the bench or you know the waivers cut him and if you're looking for a quarterback to pick up i'm i'm really liking sam howell guys i, I really do i know he's going to atlanta but Howell throws and i'm I, I know that it doesn't seem very glamorous but that offense with uh um you know mclaurin and and Robinson, Dotson, and the enemy is the OC. I like that offense. I do. 
it's kind of odd to root for the commanders of all teams. And you don't think of them as an offensive powerhouse. This is a rookie quarterback who very well could be sort of turning the corner. So I like Sam Howell. You pick him up, play him. Uh, if you're in a pinch, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Stafford. It's a must win game against Arizona. If they want to, you know, have a relevant season, um, you know, without being a contention for somewhat of a blow up or tank here. If, you know, the first game, they look great. The Rams look great week one. They beat Seattle. That was a pretty dominant win too. And Seattle looked at the, we look at this team as like, they might give the Niners <laughs> my ass. But the, 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 the theory was, whoa, Seattle might press the Niners. Watch out for the North Pacific Northwest. It's a little loud up there. Might be too loud for people in Santa Clara. No, stop it. Let's be real. They were never much of a threat, but nonetheless, the Rams had a great week one win. They kind of haven't really done it since as far as winning in that fashion. Um, Eagles are a good team, probably better than we give them credit for, but I would start Stafford at home versus Arizona this week. It seems to me that this is the do or die game. You know, they're walking in probably, I would say maybe they're okay. They're six and a half point favorites. I was going to say less. They're, they're favored to win by a touchdown. Um, let's look at the over of that game. If it's a high over, it's over 48, 48 and a half points are going to be scored. Yeah. I like Stafford in this game. To me, it makes sense. Do or die game. Get back to 500. Uh, they're two and three right now. Yeah. I like Stafford a lot. I would pick him up. If you're in a quarterback pinch, I would also say on that same note, Josh Dobbs, if you're in deeper leagues, I know he's not very aesthetically pleasing, not just because he has not a single hair on his body, but also because he's playing for Arizona and he's somewhat of a, it's like, there's nobody there. Sort of an Island of misfit toys. It seems like dude, he's putting up numbers. I mean, he's like the 15th best fantasy ranking quarterback in the league. He put up 23 against the Niners. Put 25 against the Giants. So I don't know if the Rams have necessarily the Legion of Boom with the defense. Yeah, I would consider him. Um, let's look at the other players. And this is sort of like a, just a general, you know, scope. I'm not saying these guys are by any means available in every single league, but see, Antonio Gibson, I do like. I, that offense is moving, and it's kind of a whoever is going to be up kind of a deal in, in running backs is obviously you got Gibson who was the starter for it looked like the foreseeable a couple years ago. And now it's, it's Brian Robinson's job. Many men, anybody? No. Um, yeah, I'm not crazy about any of the bills running backs and then uh, Damian Harris or cook. I see both of them on the waivers here. Starting to get a little thin justice Hill. Yeah. I don't know if they're making that Ravens team. I don't. I feel like my diagnosis with the Ravens is that they don't quite know who they are. If if they want to beat the Steelers, know exactly who they are. The Steelers know defense has to show up every week because we're having serious issues offensively, like from an organizational level. That is, I'm not saying that the Steelers can't do what they did every week. Um, you know, like you know, in the last quarter and a half, where it's like, okay, now we're going to start getting more creative with our with our throwing. But it just seems like their defense is amazing and will get turnovers and could score. And their offense just has to put some points on the board. Well, the Ravens, 
like week one, again, played Houston, looked pretty fine, looked capable against Cincinnati, looked almost incapable in the second half against the Colts, looked capable against Cleveland, looked very capable first half, except for a few plays, and then second half just forgot how to play football. I don't know what to do about the Ravens. I wouldn't say Justice Hill is someone I would necessarily seek right now, but if you're troubled, uh, give it a go. Receivers is where it gets a little more, I would say, open. Um, so I really like Curtis Samuel for Washington. I do. I, I think Curtis Samuel is sort of in the mix behind McLaurin and Dotson and you know anybody that's putting up points for, for the commanders. Um, I, I, I got to believe that Sam Howell is capable of throwing for 300 yards a game. Their defense doesn't look that good. And they're not playing that difficult of teams. So they're probably going to be either down or close, and they're never going to abandon the passing game. Like, there's going to be games, by the way, when the 49ers are just going to stop throwing. Like, if you get up to a 25 nothing lead, sure, it's this third quarter, but why do you even need to throw? Just let the best running back in football go to work with one of the best O-lines in football. And then if you want to throw to George Kittle three times in a row, go for it. But there are some teams that may never, ever abandon the pass because their defense is that bad, and I think it's the commanders are one of them. I just don't trust that defense at all. I was high on that defense at the end of the year, and now I'm like sort of ready to move on. Um, Jacoby Myers, he's another guy. I'm pretty fired up about Jacoby Myers. You know, my dad texted me before the game. I got a great little sneaky player prop for you. Take Jacoby Myers over receptions, receiving yards. Hell, throw any time touchdown. They all cashed in the first half. I mean, it was incredible. Great call, Dad. Um, the reason being for that, and I, I said this a few weeks ago when I was doing my play, uh, play the waivers against your team, was everyone and their mom's going to cover Devontae Adams. Let's be real. He's that good of a receiver. He's sort of got that Megatron aspect. He's big, he's fast, got unbelievable hands. And Jimmy Garoppolo panics a lot, just chucks it. I'm sure he's there somewhere. Well, while the whole universe is circumnavigating and orbiting around Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers is a pretty good receiver. Uh, Very capable, good route runner, good hands, and trustworthy. And gets open in the end zone. So... If you have Jacoby Myers, you could pick him up, get him. I would consider playing him sort of week-to-week basis. I don't know what to make of this Raiders team just yet. Last week, they were sort of knocking on the door of tanking for Caleb because Caleb had his list come out of teams that he would you know, enjoy playing for should they get last place. And I mean, let's be real. It's Caleb's decision at the end of the day. He can choose to not go play wherever he is destined to land at number one. He'd be like, mm, I don't like the way it smells over there. I'm going uh, to stay back for another year for school at USC. Fight on, right? Now, let's be real. He's doing that because he doesn't want to play for just a, a nightmare franchise. We'll get to who those are in a second here. Tight end. Um, I like Dalton Schultz for Houston. I like that Houston offense. I'm, I'm pretty high on Houston. I think Stroud is amazing, and I, I love that. That team, I think D'Amico Ryans is, is the man. I really liked him as the Niners D coordinator, and now he's running the show over there in Houston. Seems like a great culture. I'd invest. Uh, Logan Thomas, I'd also invest for Washington. Big athletic target. That's what rookie quarterbacks love. Big athletic targets. 
Logan Thomas is all the above, meets all the criteria. And they're going to be throwing, as I mentioned. Defense for the week. Um, hmm. Okay. This is this is my favorite play. I think I like Chiefs defense at home versus Denver on Thursday night. Just get your defense over with. Don't feel like you got to sweat or, you know, risk playing a negative. You know, if you get too cute and you, you try to play, oh, I'm going to play this. They're playing against freaking, I don't know, the Jets and they go off and whatnot. Or, you know, that was a strategy where it's you follow teams that you know are going to suck. Like you could pick up the Raiders defense this week because they're going to play the Patriots. But what happens if this is the game where Mac Jones turns into rookie year, Mac Jones, where he throws for 350 yards, four touchdowns, and it's I'm back Jones, not just Mac Jones. I would say abandon that strategy this week because we don't really know who the awful teams are just yet. We, we have an idea of who could be near the top, but we don't know who is truly awful at a cellular level, except for Denver. I believe they're just miserable. Not not just because, I mean, they have some good players and they can definitely win some games, but they can't really score. So if you need a team to play against, Denver is a great candidate because they just don't put up that many yards and they don't really score. So at the end of the day, they're not going to give you that many negative points you know, as a defensive player. So I like Chiefs defense versus Denver, and they're probably open because the Chiefs don't have that great of a defense. I'd pick them up and play them. Kicker, do whatever you want. Uh Oh, actually, I like Evan McPherson, Seattle. He's probably taken. Young Waiku, or Young Hoku, excuse me. Someone said Young Waiku, and I was like, that's not his name. Now I just said it, but it's Young Hoku, uh, Atlanta. Nothing wrong with Dicker from Chargers either. Cameron Dicker, the kicker. He's great. Um, okay, let me give you a few guys that I want to talk about, and then we'll get on to uh, my new favorite segments. So those are some of the prescriptions I have for you. Uh, again, doctor's orders. It's not as strong this week because it seems like the waiver wire is pretty thin. And there's a, a couple guys where, you know, it's sort of a toss up, just pick them up and figure it out. Um, here are some more specific uh, doses for you. So Joe Burrow is back. You must play him. There is no debate. You have to play Joe Burrow. Uh, you have to play Adam Thielen as well. He is the guy in Carolina. Carolina is bad but they're not going to tank for Caleb Williams because they just mortgaged the farm for Bryce Young and I have to imagine Bryce Young is trying to prove to that organization hey I know you believe in me but I want you to know that I know that you believe in me does that make sense he's only going to be the guy he thinks he is and be the guy he thinks they are with help from a guy like Adam Thielen so he'll be throwing Thielen's the guy in Carolina Start him. Don't even worry about it. Zach Moss. Guy went off. He killed it. I said that would happen. Jonathan Taylor's going to have another week under his belt back. I still think it's going to be a running back committee. I don't know what's going on with Richardson. Um, he's He was out last week. He's questionable. He may miss some more time. Even if he comes back, he's probably going to get hurt again. This is a pattern, fortunately, that you're going to see. Can Gardner Minshew lead this team by himself? Hell no. But with help, they could do just fine. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot to try to minimize uh, opponent possession, control the game. You got two really good running backs. Keep playing Zach Moss. You got to do it. Uh, Laporta, if there was any doubt about Sam Laporta, the Lions tight end, hopefully it was, uh, you know, 
taken care of. Guy's great. I mean, these Iowa tight ends, they're so solid, but I think that Lions offense, I'm a little worried about them. Not because they're good, but because what they could be in the postseason if they have to play the 49ers, my team. Uh, that's the bias coming up. Doctors, uh, Bedside Manor says, Lions are really good. Laporte is a great option. Stardom, if there was any doubt. Broncos players put them on timeout. Um, that's official. That's a doctor's order. If you have a Broncos player in your lineup, put them on your bench. Don't cut them. Just they're on official timeout for now. Uh, I had that for the Jets players. I, I'm kind of ready to lift that. You know, Brees Hall went off against the Broncos of all teams, but uh, if you have Brees Hall, you, you could play him. Um, maybe, maybe depending on the situation, but uh, we'll look into that as we get to Friday. But Broncos players, you are not starting them. Absolutely not. I, I said that against the Miami Dolphins, and I'm gonna, that continues onward. Same goes for the Patriots players. You're not starting them. I don't care if they go off this week. Great. Have freaking Kendrick Bourne and Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Henry, and Gusecki go off for 50 points in your bench. I don't care. You're not starting them. That's like saying, oh, I'm going to drive drunk and uh, and all of a sudden I'll be perfect at parallel parking. Like, the logic is awful. You're not going to drive drunk. If you parallel park one time, great. Do it sober. Show me a guarantee you could do that after the fact. I need a guarantee from Mac Jones and these guys that they are trustworthy. And right now I have none of that. So do not play any Patriots players. Um, And Saquon Barkley. I don't know what to do with him. You know, I, I, I just, I really I hate to say it. Yes. Yeah, if he comes back, do you play him? No, I don't. I don't think you play him. It's too bad. Guys just riddled with injury. Um, yeah, I'm not crazy about him. I wouldn't play him. That team it's starting to smell like they're, uh, tanking for Caleb. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, Scorch Earth policy going on up in management, doing their best to secure that spot if they're ready to move on from the beloved, no, not beloved, Daniel Jones. Um, okay, a few guys that I would trade for. Hmm. You know, I think I like Marquise Brown a lot. Yeah, I would trade for Marquise Brown. Who knows when Kyler Murray is coming back? Arizona's going to keep figuring their stuff out. They're playing for something. They're playing for a little bit of pride. It's Josh Dobbs is playing for something. Kyler Murray, if he comes back, he'll be dialed. He'll want to prove himself a little bit. I don't think this team necessarily wants to tank for Caleb. Because I, I know Jonathan Gannon is like doing his best to show he's a com- competent and competitive winner, no matter who's playing for him. I think Marquise Brown's someone I would go after. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, what do you do about the Niners players? Mm. You have to play them every week. If you have a Niner, you have to play them. But there's a hot chance he may do nothing that game. Like, if you have Kittle, you're not going to bench Kittle because you're going to feel like a dipshit when he goes off for 27 with three touchdowns like that. Don't do that. You have to play him. And if they don't do anything, it's like, oh, darn it. But you, you, it's the right thing. That it's the right move. It's the smart play. Um, 
Yeah, I would say my general uh, thesis per week hasn't changed much. I still don't think that AJ Brown is. I know he's been doing good, but I mean he took a lot of targets away from Devonte Smith. I still think that's Devonte's team. It took a tantrum from AJ Brown to get back on track. I bet you it's going to go in the Devonte Smith swing of things. Tyree killed a good game. Beat up on the Giants again. Don't trust Tua and his brittle health that much. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready to make some more bolder calls on Friday. I, I, I think today is you kind of understand what's going on. Uh, I, I said to go get those players and what I just mentioned. That's sort of it. I don't want to get too cute today, but I will tell you this last segment. That's a quick episode. I got a lot going on. Doctor is busy today. Let's see, folks, who is the king of the dipshits. Ready for... Yep, you guessed it. Tank for Caleb. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the music. Okay, here's what I got. I think leading... This race, this infamous race for what could be the future of the NFL right now is the New York Giants. They got a great coach. They got somewhat decent players surrounding this team, but could definitely be a a spot, a destination if you put a guy like Caleb Williams there for the future. You got young guys, draft picks. Giants are winning the race, but not far behind them are the Broncos. The Broncos look pathetic. And it wouldn't surprise me if this GM thinks, who, by the way, has made some calls as of late. Maybe he doesn't see Sean Payton as the problem. You just signed Sean Payton for a while. And if you were inherited this caca team, you know, it's one thing. But I think um, Sean Payton looks at this situation like, hey, maybe me and Russ aren't that good of a fit. Um, he's having a horrible year, both as a coach and Russell Wilson. And it's ironic because Sean Payton actually called out Nathaniel Hackett for one of the worst coaching jobs ever last year. And now Sean Payton is giving Nathaniel Hackett a run for his money on that call. Karma is a biatch. So keep your eye on that folks. Uh, Payton actually might get fired because of other reasons, but I will say this. The Broncos are probably a destination for Caleb Williams as well. They don't have that many uh, options to do other things, you know, with picks because they traded so many away to get Russell Wilson in the first place. Genius move on their end. But Caleb Williams on that team is a very different team. It's a very different future in Denver. It it sort of changes the landscape for how you acquire players, where free agents go if they want to live in Colorado. You could get a guy like Ayuk next year, you know? Ayuk is playing for a contract this year. If the Niners can't pay him and the Niners win a ring – and Ayuk wants to get that bag. Wouldn't surprise me if Ayuk says, I won't go to a team that will play the Niners because they're my brothers. And he goes to the AFC. Denver could be a place to play. He get that bag, play with Caleb. I don't know. Could be a move. That's a similar situation for a lot of players. They don't want to portray their teams in the NFC. They go to the AFC with a contender or a destination place, maybe sort of like an investment. You get the money. Maybe you already got a ring. I don't know. Keep your eye on that one. Uh, another team that is now sneaking into this race. It's the Vikings. 
They are one and four. Kirk Cousins is on the final year of his contract. This team is slowly losing sense of control. It's losing its feel on the wheel. And I think there is a sneaky tank in place. Why do I think that? Well, because they probably don't want to stick with Kirk Cousins. They've seen what Kirk Cousins can do. And he had a decent year last year. He got to the playoffs. He pooped his pants. He still makes a ton of dumb decisions. I think the coaching staff is somewhat capable, but somewhat not. I think Caleb Williams would change a little bit. You would have to blow up other aspects of the team. Could it be enough to keep Justin Jefferson? You know, would he would he want to stay for that? Or would he demand to leave once him and Kirk are sort of bye-bye? I don't know. But they're in the mix now. Their record might just push them in place because they might just be that bad. The Niners are playing the Vikings in two weeks. The Vikings are without Justin Jefferson this week. So they very well could be one and six after week seven, which probably gives you the number one last place spot next to Carolina, who I don't think is tanking for Caleb. I think if they get a really bad pick, they'll get like Marvin Harrison Jr. Because they have Bryce Young. Unless, of course, their GM is like, sorry, I screwed up. Caleb, welcome. I don't see that happening, though. Otherwise, someone's going to get fired. Arizona and the Patriots are also in the mix. I think Arizona is playing for something more. I think the Patriots are playing for something less. I think the Patriots are just so bad. And Bill Belichick, if he tanks for Caleb, it's pretty pathetic on his end if you were to do this because it's like, oh, I need a good quarterback to be a good coach. You're sort of solidifying that it was Brady, not Belichick all those years. So I don't think he's purposely losing. I thought that a second ago. I don't think that anymore. I think he's just sort of lost his edge. And this could be the end of Bill Belichick in Boston or Foxborough. I know that they don't play in Boston. Raiders are still in the mix. They won. Last night against the Packers, I don't know why they did that. I mean, well, they won because they, you know, have to win games. But like, I don't. Why are you doing that? Caleb Williams would want to play in Vegas if he had the opportunity. He put that on his list. You have some guys, some good players. Defense is sort of coming alive. You don't. I mean, you could egregiously tank for Caleb and just be like, "Fuck it, let's do it." Um, yeah, you beat the Packers. Oh, congrats. Packers don't look very good, and they might have. Uh, they might have been wrong about Jordan Love. Jordan Love could very well just be Dak in Wisconsin. So we'll see. And the Bears are still in the mix. Of course, they are one and four now, but they seem to be moving in the correct direction now, not a complete implosion. Um, and some crazy setbacks, too. Just a lot of catastrophe within the organization. Dick Buck has passed away. We had a coach get fired. Rumors of an FBI raid. Team equipment stolen. People aren't liking the culture. A lot going on. Give them a few more weeks. They might just be mid, not last. And that's it, folks. That's all I got today. This has been quick. I got a lot going on. Busy day in the operating room. But if you uh, if you have any questions, you can always DM nofilter.net or nofilter network on Instagram. Watch show live every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Um, that's it. Remember, eat your vegetables, get plenty of rest, and always listen to your doctor. We will see you Friday for my locks of the weekend. Player props, who to start for sure, all that sort of stuff. Ciao.